You're now listening to Your Real Money Stories podcast. It's like I took on this ideal of this is something that he should do. He should somehow magically have £200 to go and purchase something for me, you know? That's something that I feel was like an unnecessary pressure and tension. Hi guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Eve. And I'm Nick. And we are The Money Medics. And we're your hosts of Your Real Money Stories. An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa. The podcast where we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions. As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss. And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views. So today we'll be talking about buying gifts in relationships and whether or not you're a good partner if you don't buy your other half presents. So there was research by Quidco that showed that men spend more money on their girlfriends in comparison to their wives. So I really wonder why is that? (laughs) What's the reason behind that? So there'll be three sections to the podcast. The first part we'll hear a personal story from the anonymous guest. Then we will discuss our own opinions. And then we have some very useful tips and resources towards the end. So today we have Vicky joining us as our anonymous guest. And of course, that's not her real name. Of course, we keep everyone anonymous on this podcast. Vicky, Nick and I were talking recently about our anniversary coming up soon. And we were talking what we should do for each other. And we we're talking a bit about love languages as well. So for people that don't know, love languages are basically the way that you show your love or you the way you like to receive love from your partner And that could be like words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time or physical touch. Those are the five main that that we tend to um, talk about. Vicky, what do you think yours are? What's your love language? Uh, Well, I only learned about these uh, fairly recently through another podcast, Two Dope Queens. And I think that mine would be both acts of service. So bring me a coffee. That will make me happy. But it's definitely gifts, you know. Yeah, I'm a little bit materialistic like that. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be expensive. But yeah, I like presents. When do you like gifts? So is it like an everyday thing? Like give me a gift every single day or give me a gift because it's a Saturday or is it like special occasions? What type of gifts do you tend to like from your partner? Well, I mean, literally, obviously all the time. I mean, like that would be the dream. Come home with chocolates and roses every day. But no, like in reality, I think... For me personally, yeah, absolutely birthday presents. Like they really they really matter to me and they don't have to be expensive. My ex and I, we very rarely had much money. We had two kids on um like pretty crappy arts graduate salaries and money was was uh, often quite tight. He had periods a couple of periods of being unemployed for a long time. So those gifts they didn't have to be big and expensive. Well, they know were never expensive, but they could be thoughtful. So not long after uh, we'd got together, uh, he'd been out of work for a while and we'd agreed to not give each other Christmas presents. But we really enjoyed watching Narnia, like Chronicles of Narnia, but like the old BBC version, which kind of dates how old I am, uh, rather than the film. And he knew it meant a lot to me because I grew up loving Narnia uh, and the C.S. Lewis stories. And Uh, The BBC had just released a DVD of it and he got me that as a really small Christmas present. And that meant a lot because there was, you know, he 
understood that this was important to me, that it mattered to me, that it was really significant to me when I was a kid. So to me, that was like such a wonderful present because it spoke to those things. But again, I suppose I'd say I wouldn't necessarily want that now that I'm knocking on 40. <laughs> like that would be a bit strange to get as a present now. But in my early 20s, that was lovely. Do you know what I mean? But things like Valentine's presents, like that, I suppose that matters less to me. I've never been a, like a big New Year's Eve slash Valentine's Day type person but we would have this kind of we never kind of agreed those things so one year he might get me something for valentine's and i'd be like oh i i didn't do anything (laughs) i didn't and then i'd feel bad or the other way around and i think to be honest i think that speaks to our pretty crappy communication and kind of other problems that we had about not saying what we needed and neither one of us really understanding what we needed from a partner for ourselves but yeah so that was always a bit of um a bit of a rub if you know what I mean yeah and we didn't really do an awful lot for wedding anniversaries as well yeah that was the fun year was the year that he forgot our 10th wedding anniversary that was a good day (laughs) (laughs) so what's your definition of a gift so would it just be something physically tangible or do you like things like running the bath, cooking dinner, like massages, things like that? What would you say a gift is in your in your opinion? Unless it's a massage from a professional masseuse, it does not count, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as a present. <laughs> I want someone who can get their elbows into my uh, into my knots. For me, I think if it's something that's really significant, like well, for me, it's my birthday, and for me that matters, and I like to feel special on my birthday. Uh, I suppose I feel like I don't ask a lot of people the rest of the time. So I would want something like even just flowers, like incredible flowers, or it could be an experience. It could be, I'm going to take you out for dinner and, you know, it would just seem like a really lovely dinner. I will take you out for dinner and we'll do that. It doesn't have to be a physical material object, but I suppose for me, a gift is something where somebody says, I see you and hear you. You know, we do, obviously, everybody receives sometimes curious gifts where you do look at that gift and go, why on earth did somebody see that and think of me? My God, to me, it's like I want somebody to kind of know those those little kind of the devil is in the detail thing. So I had a person who I was involved with for a while and every time we meet up, He'd give me like the most perfect book. So it would be some Frank O'Hara poems or it would be Raymond Chandler short stories. And they wouldn't be books that I necessarily ever mentioned. But he would say, oh, I think you'd like this. And it was like bang on every single time. So or like once he gave me a book and I'd actually already read it and loved it. And he was mortified. I was like, well, no, it shows you. <laughs> I said it shows you understand my taste. You know, and that wasn't expensive, but it was saying here, I see you. And so like, what was your 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 previous partner's like stance on gift giving like how do you approach it because I know like from what I'm hearing it's like gift giving is is important it, it makes you feel good it makes you feel happy what was your previous partner's approach to that I would say that his attitude to gift giving really fluctuated on his mood so say there was the fun year when I was uh, around my birthday, I think I must have been, if I do the maths, six months pregnant with our second child. Um, so, you know, quite big and tired because um, I had um, not difficult health problems, but I had a health problem that came along with that, which made it difficult to walk sometimes. And it, it was a fairly tricky time 
in our relationship. Uh, but he, he basically forgot my birthday and I kind of had to remind him that it was going to be my birthday in two days. And he got quite pissed off. Um, he was like, well, I'm really busy. Da, da, da. He wasn't that busy. He had uh, an admin job at a small firm. Like it wasn't like he was working until nine o'clock at night. And I obviously was, I was working. I always had to work to make sure we had enough money as well. So yeah, and I just remember being incredibly alone. It was like, wow, it's it's my birthday. And he did get something, but I was sort of made slightly aware that, you know, he'd gone and done it. So that was fun. I think I told him what to get me as well because I was so heavily pregnant and we had um, a wedding coming up. So I just sort of wanted a couple of accessories that I could help me to feel a bit less <laughs> like a moving house because the wedding was going to be when I was nine months pregnant. But yeah, that was, you know, quite horrible, honestly. And, but, and I remember after one of the babies, I'd heard about this stupid American thing of push presents. And the whole concept it wouldn't ever have occurred to me to expect like something something material something yeah like material in like quote unquote exchange for providing him with a child like it's to me like the dissonance of that is quite weird anyway I heard about it so then I sort of got in my head like I deserve a push present you know he didn't have a job at the time oh no sorry if it was the first baby, then his first day of full-time work was my first day of maternity leave. So that was had been obviously a, an incredible source of stress and strain. And we had been watching um, Sex and the City. And this is before Netflix and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't have one of the series on box set. And he was going to buy me the box set of, of like season five. And I just remember feeling like, life box set box set life <laughs> I was like no that's just shit I, I was so cross but I can see how like that gesture had been really touching two years previously to me you know that was you know kind of like early 20s cute Christmas present not well, mid 20s human life you know it just felt a bit it, it was yeah it was a bit of a clangor but I felt very cross about it. But I think if I'd never even heard of that entity of a push present, it just wouldn't have occurred to me. So it was like, it's like I took on this ideal of this is something that he should do. He should somehow magically have £200 to go and purchase something for me. You know, that's something that I feel was like an unnecessary pressure and tension. But, you know, there were times when he definitely pulled it out the bag. So probably about a few years after the the forgetting my birthday incident, we'd had another <laughs> rocky year. Oof, keep on going. And in a really lovely little shop near us where I'd go in quite a lot, a little independent shop, uh, lifestyle type situation, you can imagine like gift cards, candles, you know. They had uh, Alex Monroe jewellery, you know, where they, they do the really delicate little like birds and bees and things like that and uh there was a one where it's this little not a medallion not like it's like filled in but with a little bird and a little um leaf and I loved it because it's really delicate I like my jewelry quite fine uh but it, I remember it, it was 145 quid and there's no way we had that type of money at all uh and that year he'd been out of work I mean he did really well like he kept you know it was the great recession like it was not his fault like it's never anyone's fault to be made redundant and he actually managed to turn his career around. He got more specific. So he, like, totally made the most of the opportunity, you know. Um, but obviously, it had been really stressful. 
I remember coming home from going out with a friend for a day on a freebie day out. And um, my youngest, I think she was three, and she was like, we bought you a potato from Sainsbury's for Christmas. I was like, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And she just kept saying it. (laughs) He trained them to say that because there'd been an incident in the family where like a little kid had been in on the secret and had told, you know, his mum. And so then on, on Christmas morning, I opened the little box and obviously little boxes have the breast presents, um, you know, and I'm sure you've all worked out it was the necklace. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if I foregrounded that enough, but it was it. But it meant a lot again because he'd seen that I'd been wanting it and loved it. And he'd never, ever given me a piece of jewellery because my engagement ring was a gift for my mum because we didn't have any money for anything like that. So yeah, and it had been a really tough year. So that was that was really special. But just to go back to your point about the push present, yeah, I mean, this is something that I'd only recently heard about probably in the last couple of years as well. And um, it's crazy some of the presents that I've seen some people give. I mean, my friend, her husband bought her a Range Rover. You know, like half of me is like kind of jealous. Like I'm like, oh, wow, that's a bit extreme. But at the same time, like, oh, it must be nice. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> so, yeah, like, some people just, like, it's like people are almost creating um, reasons to go all out. It's like there's Valentine's Day, Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day. People are creating these these capitalist holidays. Was it like a one-time thing? Like, you read it and, like, oh, you must get me a push present. Or was it like... Where there's, where there's, was there any signalling from friends? Oh, no, there'd be no signalling from friends. I was the first person by many years of my friends to have kids. Um, and this was 2005, so, like, it wasn't even... There was no social media. There wasn't even Facebook. Or was there Facebook? I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, it was probably in magazines. Um, people might vaguely... I had a sister-in-law who already had one a three-year-old and was pregnant at the same time as me but she's not that sort of a person so in a weird way I think I'm almost like a slight different generation different generation to people having babies now because my eldest is 15 so I was probably just in some of like the uh, there was a particular parenting magazine or a baby magazine I bought at the time. In looking back like when you reflect do you think it was like him because I know sometimes I know how I am sometimes it's like during the whole period when we got engaged and even I got married. I remember in the run up to her, I run up to her bridesmaid, like shindig, whatever you call it. Like then her sisters were telling me that, oh, you have to get one blue and one thing. And I found out like, that's like, supposed to be for the wedding present. And then I was just thinking like, we're already in a lot of like financial pressure because of the wedding and trying to get everything done. And I was just thinking like, oh God, really? And it wasn't actually Eve pushing the motive, but it was her, uh, Family members saying, like, "Oh, like try and get something." I eventually got something, which was like the um, the suspender things. And fun enough, Eve didn't even use it on the wedding day. So I guess, like, I don't know. I just feel sometimes when I watch films, and there's always that spat about, "Oh, like, can't you see that there's a lot of financial pressure? Like, do, are gifts really that important?" Like, so I guess from from my perspective. Do you think it was fair to ask for gifts if you you know you guys were already in a tough spot? I hear what you're saying, totally. And I do, because we were, you know, we went to weddings for years and just had to say to people, nobody gets a wedding present from us. Like, we are so broke. 
were literally here. I think I would, you know, and I would, even when two of my brothers got married within eight weeks of each other, you know, I all I could afford to do was get my hair blow dried by a friend. Like I couldn't afford, I wore old dresses and things like that to my brother's weddings because I didn't, do you know what I mean? So like, I understand what you're saying about this unreasonable expectation of, you know, adding in things. So yeah, I, I, for me, I think with things like push presents and baby showers and things like that, like you don't, people don't magically have more money just because it is agreed that X or Y, you know, now has to have a, a, a gift attached to it. Um, you know, obviously there are other ways of just showing and caring love. So uh, I've got three really good friends from school and we've been through um, a bereavement together and you know, just as when you're friends with people for 25 years, you go through a lot together. But like we made a decision that we just don't do presents. We don't need to do that. You know, we can show each other love on birthdays and throughout the year. We can do phone calls and texts and maybe send a birthday card. But we just don't do that. We just realised that we were putting unnecessary financial pressure on each other to sudden to have to do this thing. But we don't. So we just don't. And that's absolutely fine. You know, I think, I suppose for me, all these things, they come down to having a conversation, like a bit like what we were talking about at the beginning of, of, of the programme, like what do presents mean to you and why does this matter? So if it is a point that where, I don't know, if one person really, really doesn't do presents, you know, I've got somebody in my family who actively refuses presents well that's fine so my parents will do something different like he needed a sofa they bought him a sofa you know but he doesn't do birthday christmas but it's having that as a conversation or being able to explain so for me i would know that if i or if when <laughs> you know i meet a significant other i know myself well enough now to say well actually presents do matter to me and if they you know and to just be able to have that as a conversation so even if that person has a very different point of view you can hopefully compromise or like find a way that you can. So for me, it doesn't have to be like big flashy gifts. It might be, oh, let's always go out for dinner. If that person like gets super anxious, they might choose the wrong thing. And it just like makes them feel like too on edge. Like, what if I get it wrong? You know, but I think that comes down to knowing what you need, knowing what your values are. So, yeah, if, if you want a Range Rover when you have a baby, then you're going to need to find yourself a very rich husband. But that's fine. You know, for some people, that is what matters. But it's I think it's about knowing yourself and being able to articulate what you need from your partner, uh, what's wants and what's needs. But that's just relationship 101, isn't it? No, like I am um, 100% agree with you in terms of like um, communication and just being like very clear and, you know, straightforward in terms of like your needs. With like what's happened, would you say like were there like any deep rooted reasons as to like why um, gifts also are, are and were so important to you? Yeah, I think there's a couple probably. I think one of them might, and I have no data to back this up. I think one of them might slight, might possibly have a connection to uh, I'm autistic. So for me, I have to kind of see people's actions, you know, and it is a, like an action speak louder than words thing. You know, it's very easy to say, oh, I love you. You're great. But actually, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, what what will your actions be to me? You know, will it be to get up and get make me a cup of tea or coffee or is it to always ask me to make it for you? You know, but with with things I don't know I'm just a bit of a magpie to be honest I just like I like things <laughs> you know I don't know it's it, it's not masses I have quite a small wardrobe I like things and they can be presents from a junk shop or a charity shop but it's 
again, I suppose it's that thing where somebody sees something that they they understand is quite a good fit for me. So if it is a brooch from a charity shop or I'm just I can sort of visualize random things that my friends have given me or, you know, or a friend did uh, hand drew some artwork for me because uh, she does graphic design for me. And she bought a cheap frame from Wilco, put it in a frame and gave it to me. And I was just like so excited because it was work that she'd done for me that we'd worked on together. And to have that original piece of artwork is just it's like oh, one of my favorite things. So, yeah. So I think it's just I think I'm just a magpie. I like shiny things. I mean, it's really interesting that you say that, that that um uh, that you feel like because you're autistic, it's it's made you um you're more into seeing things physically rather than noticing people's emotions. I mean, it's really interesting to hear from you because I I never thought about that. Just thinking about the different reason why people have different love languages as well. So I notice with um, my husband's family, they tend to give each other a lot of gifts. For me and my family, we rarely ever do that. Like I think for Christmas, we tend to give each other like 20 pound gift cards. So it's really interesting that sometimes I feel as though... Um, like um his family because they give a lot of gifts to each other I can tell that that's how they all show each other love I felt in initially in order for me to get your mum's approval I also had to give her gifts as well for in the very beginning because she really responded very well to gift giving whereas again that's not really something that I think that much about I mean I like gifts every now and again but it's not mine it's not always my number ones it reminds me of um a situation where I kind of had like a me and a friend we kind of had like a yeah miscommunication between ourselves and um it's very similar to what you said so basically um her love language is um quality time and for me it was like gift giving and um I know that she was like really upset that I wasn't going to be around long enough for her birthday and like I think initially in my head I was like I just I couldn't because I, I had basically planned like a birthday outing for her and et cetera, et cetera, and like spent a lot of money. And in my head, I just couldn't comprehend. Like, I don't understand why she upset. Can't she see all these things that I'm doing for her? And then when we kind of started discussing and, you know, getting into it, um, I was saying that, you know, in my household, um, basically everyone was working. So there wasn't really a lot of time to kind of see each other. But um a great way of like um showing that like we still care and show love was like gifts and presents and money and stuff like that so for example when it's like my birthday and stuff like that I love money gifts like big like grand gestures where she was like when she was growing up um for her she doesn't care it wasn't about money and gifts but like you know just being there on the day so I think it's um quite interesting how disparities and like you know your upbringing can really um determine you know your behavior in, in situations like these i just think it's also it's a mixture of upbringings and also your mental state because i just like kind of therapy and counseling and things like that to help kind of find your inner self is not really advocated enough and i think if people kind of use those things more they'll be they'll be able to kind of really know thyself because just to kind of give an example yes I think for my upbringing gifts were really really important and I remember there was a time whereby when even I first met I remember like the first birthday I had Eve went all out she took me to um, STK she brought me Timberland 
She took, went to a nice spa. She went all out. And then the next year, when Eve was going through a house move, I think what you then did for my birthday was you did something small in your family's house. And deep down inside, I was a bit irritated and like, I was just like thinking like, oh, does she not value much? Like, what's this? Like, we had a conversation about it. And I think over time, I like to think that my love language has changed. I like nice things, but I'm still, I think I believe I'm less materialistic. And I feel that the way my mind is programmed now is that I just feel gift giving isn't a sustainable thing that doesn't take into consideration uh, your circumstances. I think to your point, it's gestures, gestures of time. So at the same time, I just feel like people should be aware of their upbringing and are they projecting how they were raised versus what they truly need as an individual when it comes to, to gifts. I think just to clarify with that, um, with the whole love languages thing, it doesn't specify that one type of lang- love language is more superior than mm. the other. So if you prefer gift giving, then that's what you prefer and that's fine. And if you prefer quality time, that's what you prefer. And again, that's fine. Vicky, you mentioned that uh, in a future relationship that you'll make sure that the person knows what is, like what what you prefer, what love language is, your love language is, sorry, um, and what's valuable for you. So do you reciprocate as well? So do you always give gifts back? Oh yeah, I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And I don't think, I think just in response to what Nick was saying, like, yeah, I think it's, you know, for me, I do like material objects, but, you know, I'm looking, as I say this, I'm looking at, I don't know, a mirror ball that my friend gave me 20 years ago and, actually another glass box that she gave so it's not for me it's not about it being you know diamond rings and Range Rovers and spa weekends it's it it's often actually the smaller thing like I saw this magazine I just thought it would brighten your day you know it's it's that kind of paint to me it's sort of saying I thought of you I I loved that Royal Mail campaign which you probably don't remember because you're younger than me but it was in the late 90s and it just, it was people sending things to each other and just saying, saw this and thought of you. So I'm often sending people just like a little postcard or, um, I don't know, chocolate bar or like so something little or just, you know, it, to me, it's just that nice thing that can brighten up somebody's day. It It's just, uh, you know, you're on my mind. I'm thinking about you. I may not have seen you for ages. But yeah, absolutely. Um, when I do get to a point of being in a romantic relationship with somebody yeah I would hope that they could be able to say to me well this is you know for me it's quality time for me it's whatever it is Uh, and and sort of yeah in reference to what Nick was saying if you don't know those things about yourself it's very difficult then for somebody else to be able to navigate around you know about what if you don't know what your own needs are well then how is somebody else supposed to meet them (laughs) you know like by psychically that doesn't work you know that ends in a divorce call um so yeah, absolutely. For me, it's, it's and it's not about saying, oh, I want, you know, like a little toddler, I want gifts, give me gifts. It's just saying, well, this is, this matters to me and this is important to me. And I would hope that I could work with somebody, you know, like anything, like any kind of, you know, need that, that one has, you know, so I see it as part of a conversation. And yeah, and it might change and flow and flux. And that's, that's good too. I think sometimes a big gesture, if, if that's what one needs, you know, if it's like your 50th birthday or you're celebrating your silver wedding anniversary and to, you know, and to you, that's a really big deal. Then 
But again, I think that comes down to communication and saying to the to your partner, this really, really matters to me. Um, and okay, maybe, yeah, if we don't have any money, can we go for a lovely day out again, you know, post-COVID? Or, you know, how can we do something because this really, really matters? And, you know, you're always going to have disappointments in relationships, aren't you? Because it's two imperfect humans doing their best. Or more, if you're poly. My God, can you imagine the present minefield in that? Um, but yeah so but again then it comes down to okay if there's been a misfire how do you talk about that and again we're just back down to communications we're talking about therapy like you were talking about Nick I mean I do remember being sat in Relay and the counsellor saying to us well what do you want out of a relationship what do you need out of a relationship and we're both there in our like mid-30s like blinking like Bambi going what (laughs) we never thought about before huh don't know how do you answer that question um so yeah to me it just comes down to communication again so what would you think if someone if I was dating someone that just absolutely loves presents um and it's very very important to them but then I want I end up putting myself in debt in order to appease them what would be your opinion on things like that no 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 terrible because you know again it's it's if I would put myself into £500 worth of debt because I was with somebody who expected to always be taken out for dinner or they expected me to buy them like beautiful shirts from folk or something, which I couldn't afford. Um, what is it about that relationship? Why, why can we not communicate about that? Why would I feel that I'm not enough, that I need to maybe put up a front of being wealthy enough, you know, to be able to do x or y or z you know so i would say you know that would be a red flag for me in that you're not for what one reason or another i'm not saying one person or another would be to blame but why is why is one person not able to be honest about where they're at or that they can't meet that need or that they feel the need to pretend to be somebody who they you know financially they're not that's not to say they're a bad person but if financially you can't afford a 300 pound present that's fine but why can't you articulate that to your partner? What's going on there? Wow, that was really um, enlightening, guys. I feel like I learned so much from it. I know that we have been banging on and on about, you know, love languages. And I'm sure some of you that are listening are thinking, you know, well, I've never heard of this before. How can I find out what my love language is? Well, not to worry. Um, If you go into Google and you type in the five love languages quiz, um, it's the first link and it's just a really short test that you can take, um, you know, to help you identify your love languages. Alternatively, there's an amazing book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And that's like a really great book in terms of like diving deeper into the concept of love languages. Now, I'm just going to go on to the next section, which is my favorite part. I'm going to be asking everyone some very, you know, <laughs> uncomfortable questions (laughs) so okay so the first question that I have is you know I'm gonna just get right get right in there is is missing valentine's day or you know a birthday a red flag in a relationship no I don't think so Nick always misses valentine's day so I'm used to it (laughs) no but what about in the beginning of relationship did he miss it um in the beginning of the relationship probably yeah you did actually even in the very very beginning and I gave you a gift you was like oh damn and then you went you quickly went to the shops to Lakeside and bought me <laughs> chocolate and came back home really quick so um 
regarding whether or not it's a red flag no I don't think so I think it just depends on um how the other person like we said previously shows affection um so if they're just not really a gifty type of person and you are then you just need to communicate with that and let them know that oh these days are very important to me mark it in your diary but um yeah if if you're not then as long as they show you love in some shape or form so whether it's uh, you know always telling you telling you that they love you or showing you that they love you in other ways then I don't think necessarily Valentine's Day in particular is a red flag and Valentine's Day is not important to everyone it's quite um, a westernized concept anyway so it's not um it's not be your end all yeah and just to give some background you know what? I think the reason why I didn't really think it was important was one it was communication you know going back to Vicky's point we just didn't have the conversation that oh what are we getting each other for Valentine's Day I think over time I've tried to become less materialistic when it comes to all these like birthdays and uh anniversaries and stuff like that it depends it really depends again like nothing is black and white I think um I think that's why it's important when like you know you're initially dating someone like you're very clear with like you know expectations and like you know what you desire and what is important to you you know and if like you know you say these things up front like I'm you know my well, my my boyfriend um when we started dating I, like I know um, when we had like our first Valentine's Day I kind of like um said to him like you know these kind of things are like important to me I love like holidays I like presents and you know um he and he's not like a materialistic person at all but one of the things that I really appreciate is that I love the fact that he listened to what I said and like you know he took it into consideration you know when these holidays um came about and you know doing something for me so I think communication is extremely important I think it's not fair to get angry or get upset that they all like just expect them to do those things for you especially if like you haven't like clearly said that this is important to you I do think it is I think it becomes a red flag when you've you know explicitly expressed that you know these things are important to you I'm not saying that they should spend loads of money on you but if you've explicitly said that you know I you know I like this they are like this thing and time and time again they purposely you know go out of their way to not fulfill that then I think that's like a big problem yeah, I agree with you on that one, actually. Mm, okay. Well, I've got another juicy question. So listening to Vicky's story, so if we, if we just have a think about what she said, you know, in terms of, like, when she wanted, like, the push present and things like that, what would you do um, if you were in a relationship and um, let's say you were, like, in a tough financial spot and your partner demanded gifts from you during that time? Personally, I would... I would completely reevaluate the relationship. And the reason why I'm saying that is I, I just feel there's a lot of societal pressures on guys, personally speaking. Like, I feel like when it comes to gift giving on all these days, all the marketing is always targeted towards women receiving. I don't think the marketing is towards men. And it's like, so yeah, I, I just think if, and even if they don't, I don't know, I, I just feel like um, if they know you're in a funny spot or maybe they, you've communicated that you're just not a materialistic person anymore or you've changed, I would want to know, understand from the woman um, or for like whoever you're in a relationship with, 
Like, where is this coming from? Where is this stemming from that I need to quantify my love that I have for you by a material object? I would want to know why, where is that coming from if she's demanding that I give a gift? I feel that sometimes we just have this validation culture sometimes. Mm, I feel like th that kind of triggered you for some reason because if you can see Nick's face right now, he looks really angry. I'm thinking, what, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but um, what would I do if I was in a relationship whereby my partner demanded gifts from me and I was in a tough financial situation? Um, it depends on the type of gifts that they like. So if, um, from speaking to uh, Vicky, it seemed like her gifts were more something that you have to physically buy buy and purchase where money comes out of your pocket if it was um a gift that they like that could be like homemade or or um like you don't necessarily have to pay for then that's fine i'll be like okay cool you really want you this means a lot to you let me like create something for you or write a letter or um, to be honest i don't really write letters i'm not that sentimental but if the other person was, then maybe I might consider doing things like that. So it depends on what their expectation is. However, if it was an expectation of me getting into debt, like if I didn't have any money and they were like, no, I need this. I need, you need to spend 500 pounds on me because it is my birthday. Then again, like you, Nick, I'd be like, ah, oh, this is not a good relationship. Because then I'll be thinking, okay, so we're about 10 years down the line, you know, when we've got other things to pay for, we've got kids, we've got a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. So are you going to put your wants before the genuine needs? Are you going to be telling me, oh, I need to pay for something and, you know, the electricity can be cut off if it needs to be. <laughs> as long as you get your gift, then it doesn't matter if the mortgage is paid this month, then yeah it does make me think about the person's ability to prioritize um yeah so yeah it depends it depends on what their expectations are yeah I think I think I agree I, I definitely agree with you Eve I think um I do like gifts but I'm of the notion that money doesn't have to be spent for like you know a gift to be given it is I find it really interesting I find that as like I've um grown older I found that actually it's not I think one thing that I think I'm I'm learning to appreciate more, actually, I don't necessarily care about like how much money is spent, but for me, it's like the thought and the creativity that has gone into it because I could easily go and get whatever I want, but it's like, have you been listening to me or you know observing me and putting you know putting thought into what does this person actually like? What does she need? I think that is so much more um, valuable, and I'm I'm learning to appreciate those type of gifts more over like really expensive um monetary gifts if you are gift giving especially in the early stages don't let it be at a detriment to your own personal goals or your own aspirations so yeah get to know your partner know the person that you're you're with as well um i think maybe in the beginning of our relationship um i did assume that you were very um you that's what you responded uh, a lot to so just based on the conversation that we had in the beginning so that's probably why why I did all of those things and I just started um I just qualified and I had a lot of money at the time so, <laughs> which I don't know more <laughs> yeah so I didn't do that I think in any relationship like when it comes to gift giving or anything you know I think it all goes back to kind of um establishing those kind of fundamental principles you know like mm. talk to each other about money. I think 
the reason why Eve and I are where we are, I think maybe it's because as a result of money, medics, we talk about money a lot, but talk about money a lot, you know? And if you're coming from different upbringings, whether maybe one person came from a well-off and a not so well-off, you know, reconcile your money mindset. Apart from financial difficulties being one of the top reasons why people break up, it's usually down to a breakdown in communication, mm. you know? So I think it's just food for thought that communicate. There's no such thing as over communication in a relationship, you know? So have those conversations, have those money dates, you know, if you want to. And I'm sure by now, because we've been in a lockdown, we've been in a pandemic, I would have hoped people have had the chance to reconcile their finances together as, as a couple you know, kind of take stock. But yeah, um, that pretty much wraps up this episode. I think we should just be wary of the expectations of society. But at the end of the day, every relationship is different. So communicate. But yeah, we, as always, we'll be sharing resources on the Zopa website. And watch out next week for another episode. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye. guys. You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you in association with Zopa. Who provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier. So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to this episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast. And of course, if you want to be on the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at moneymedics.